Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Um, hello. All right, now we're good. All right, hello everybody. Uh, welcome to episode 171 of the Galen Trombley Show. Uh, I took the last two weeks off, um, which is good. I did. I had a traveling thing, and then I kind of had a nice little. Uh, work getaway, I guess, um, kind of staycation, but allowed me, and I kind of just didn't want to do a lot of stuff um, externally, so that included the podcast, so I figured kind of a nice little break, but we are back um, for episode 171, and my guest today is Kel- Kelsey Reef, um, and she's under One Reef Nutrition, and again, I wanted to say that because I, I figured I was going to say roof, which I'm assuming was under one roof, and I'm, um, again, play on words, which I love, uh, but Kelsey, for people who do not know you, one, welcome to the show, and Thank then you. two, um, who you are, kind of, you know, where you're from, how'd you get to two, tw- 2021 Kelsey Reef? So I've grown up in the area. I was from um, the Morris Forks area. Um, so that kind of drew me back to Rouse's Point. I went to high school in Champlain, so I know the area well. Most of my friends are from there. Um, and then I was a stay-at-home mom, and I got really bored. So <laughs> I found Herbalife, or I should say Herbalife Nutrition found me. Um I was looking to lose weight, and I was looking to find something that I could do outside of my home, um, but also with my little guy, and this just seemed to be the perfect fit. Um, Everyone was going crazy about the colorful teas that everyone was seeing on social media, and I thought, well, it's a pandemic, and why not start a business? So... um you grew up, you said, in, so we'll go back. You grew up yep. in Moors, you went to Northeastern, yep. graduated. What did you do after graduation? After graduation, I went to college. I started at Albany College of Pharmacy for two years, and then I was coming home every weekend, so I transferred to SUNY Plattsburgh and finished my bachelor's degree there. And I have and, a background in psychology okay. <laughs> and early childhood development. Okay. Um, and I took a couple nutrition classes, so that kind of sparked my love for nutrition and learning about it and fueling your body and what's good and what's not good. But did you? Um, so when you got out of college, what was your what What did you do right after college? Right after college, I was um, working with children with disabilities um, through ARC. So I was with them for four years. Um, the self-direction was what my title was called. So I worked with an individual family, went to their house, um, helped the children with their needs and what their IEP and what their program consisted of. So. All right. So her Herbalife, I was yep. like Herbalife because it has an H at yep. the beginning. So, um, and that is, you know, that's a kind of like a franchise model um, that they do. And, you know, you're a rep for the company. Right. And... Now, how does that work? Are you, is it kind of like you are under the banner of uh, Herbalife, but you kind of run your own little business and it's, it's like, what's the, 
I guess, what's the relationship with that parent company? So a lot of people will call it multi-level marketing. <laughs> um, but it, it basically, Herbalife Nutrition is the main company. And when you sign up, you're signing up as an Herbalife distributor or ambassador, whatever play on words you want to call it. Okay. <laughs> um, and basically... Um, once you sign up, you're your own boss. You decide what you want to do with the company. The company gives you all kinds of resources, all kinds of training, all kinds of information, and then, of course, the products that we use in our drinks and what we sell out of my nutrition club. So are you a 1099 or 32? I am... Um, Basically, a 1099, yes. Okay, so you run it as kind of an independent contractor underneath yes. the umbrella of Herbalife. Right. Okay, and and when you, so you have a, you are in Rouse's Point. That's, yes. That's your headquarters. So you have a separate office? Is it out of your, is it private residence? Is it kind of a mixture? So when I first started, it was out of my residence. That was what we call a residential nutrition club. Mm -hmm. um, so I did everything from home. Um selling the products online through social media or making the teas and shakes where people can come pick them up from me and because it was a pandemic I did curbside so don't want to get some germs in and get <laughs> yeah. sick so I was trying to think of the best way to do this and curbside seemed to be the up-and-coming thing with restaurants so I said why not give it a try and, and where are you, are you still in the same location now? No, um, in June I moved to a commercial space right on Lake Street, um, and I've been there before that. Um, I've been with Herbalife for a year this month, so. So okay, one year, one year uh, anniversary. Yes. Um, so where on Lake Street are you? How far down? Um, so if you know where Dollar General is, mm -hmm. I'm right across from the parking lot of Dollar General. Okay, so the corner of Pratt and Lake Street. Yep. Okay, perfect. Yep. So um, now. Do you, is it just you? Are you like a solo entrepreneur? Do you have a, a staff? Do you have any? Right now, it's just me. Mm -hmm. um, I've had some staff come and go, but the way it, I've been running my club is you're your own boss. You provide your product and you make your sales, and then what you make for the day is what you keep. Uh, now, do you get to set the prices? Are the prices set by the parent company? Uh, we get to set our own prices. So um, some people will have like suggested prices or the company has suggested prices. But um, basically, you just check to see if you're profitable. Um, and the, the app that Herbalife provides for you is a great resource and allows you to do all of that, making your menu, setting your prices. So then regarding like... A profit margin and overhead mm -hmm. and everything that's purely on you so yep. you're kind of diving into the finance you're, di you're diving into the all this fun uh the fun uh the fun of a small business I yes should say. yes um so does Herbalife is it because I know most of it um and I'll dive back into the business aspect because yep. I think that's what you and I will have a lot of similarities on and okay. get to kind of jam on so um but Talk about the product itself. Talk about what you offer, um, you know, what different lines you might offer. Yep. So um, um, the biggest thing people think when they think of Herbalife Nutrition are the weight loss shakes. Those are our biggest sellers. Um, it is proven through a lot of testing and um, with the company and the doctors that the company has hired to create the products. Um, it is proven that with two shakes a day, you can um, expect to lose at least one pound a week while doing that um, so a lot of people will jump on the shake program and try to use that for the, their weight loss program or their weight loss journey 
Um, we have multiple lines of products, and um, a lot of people don't know this, but we have um, a skin line. We have all kinds of different tablets that are supplements that can help you with anything from joints to your vision to, again, weight loss. Um, some of my clients use my products for weight gain, so it can go both ways. Um, and then we also have a 24 fit line that is more for the athletic person. Um, so with that line, you can have everything from pre-workout, during your workout, and then post-workout when it comes to like snacks and drinks and how to fuel your body so you're giving it the best nutrition that it needs. And do you carry most of this product in-house in every day? Yes, I do. Okay, so you're always, so your business is, is, again, it's not like ordering for people. It's like they can come in, buy something off the shelf. Correct. Okay, because yep. you always look at some places and they, you know, sometimes they leave the overhead down, which like, give me an order, then I'll order, and I don't really physically keep the product. Right. So there's money that you've invested in this, and then yes. from there, they're, okay, so makes sense. So um, now in regards, and this is what I've always wanted to ask for, you know shakes and stuff because um in like weight loss and, and everything else because typically um at least from my understanding and stuff of nutrition i mean there's different ways that you can lose weight but it's mm -hmm. like a lot of it has to do you know obviously the big one calories in calories out yes. and then uh, you know i've you know take a step further and then you can go into you know the, the certain ratios of food that you have mm -hmm. and then you go a step further and you start about talking about meal timing and and quality of food and um you know you start and, and quality of food meaning you know, if you have a, a carb, is it better to have, you know, maybe a, a starchier or, or a low glycemic carb versus a sugar, you know, mm -hmm. and that's kind of where you start getting into that knowledge. How does weight, like my, like the weight loss shake, even though it's a shake, yeah. obviously it's something someone's consuming. And I, I kind of want to hear your opinion on this. Like my initial thought is if someone's just drinking a shake and that's going to allow them to lose weight there's more to it than just purely your intake but do you find that because the shake is a catalyst maybe for the weight loss or a catalyst for a healthier life or a catalyst to help with portion control or help with um substitutions maybe being better than a soda or better than right. a milkshake or better than something else um how does this play into a normal diet or someone that's looking because you said most of yours is the weight loss is that right. kind of your big one so how does most of this fit in with the weight loss line so um all of our shakes are full of protein and um according to the nutritionist that has done the training and has helped kind of shape Herbalife, um, they have recommended that a high protein diet with low calorie, low carb, low sugar um, is instrumental with helping with weight loss. Um, it's also, um, a lot of people don't realize that if you're not fueling your body the right way with your proper nutrition and you're just exercising all the time but still eating junk food, you're kind of counteracting what you're trying to do. Um, we recommend like 80% nutrition, 20% um, exercise when it comes to like your weight loss program. Um, and what I mean by that is making sure you're getting in the proper amount of calories that you need, the proper amount of protein that you need. Um, and we figure this out by having you start with a wellness profile that Herbalife has generated and set up for us. Um, it asks you, I believe like five to 10 questions about your lifestyle, how active you are, what your goal weight is, um, how many times a day you eat, um, that kind of stuff. And then it generates a recommendation of how many calories you should be 
intaking each day. Um, and then when we have that, that's when we kind of break it down by meal, seeing if um, the protein shakes, you need to have one or two, or if you're, um, what kind of snacks you're gonna eat as well, making sure they're all high in protein. Um, I actually, wasn't doing what I was supposed to when it came to calories and protein with my weight loss journey. And I realized that by downloading um, a calorie intake app mm -hmm. and I was significantly lower on my calories and protein than what I needed. So when I was at a standstill wondering why I wasn't losing weight, I finally started to do that. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm 30 grams of protein short or I'm was almost 500 calories low. Um, so once I started tracking my food, it was a lot easier. And that's what I tell my clients to do as well. Um, and that kind of helped me. And then when it comes to the shakes, our shakes have 24 grams of protein in them, plus 21 vitamins and minerals that your body needs. And they're plant-based, so it's easier for digestion. What, what uh, you, know, you kind of just started to answer my <laughs> next question. So what, what is the protein, carbs, fats typically in a shake? So a shake will have, like I just said, 24 grams of protein. And this is, I'm guessing, probably 12 to 16 ounces? 20 ounce shake. Oh, it is 20, okay. Yep, 20 ounce shake. Um, it's the only size that I do unless it's a kid's shake. Mm -hmm. um, and so the 24 grams of protein, 21 vitamins and minerals, about six grams of um, fat, and about six grams of sugar is in them. Um, and then about uh, 200 calories. So it's a little higher on the calorie side, but... And then, and, so I'm guessing, just kind of doing quick math here, so yep. six, so you're probably somewhere around 50 to 60 grams in fat, um, or uh, calories and fat, and then, so you're, you're what, maybe 40? 40 grams of carbs? Yep. Roughly? Okay. Yep, so, roughly. Okay. So if, um, and I would deem, and again, I'm a nutritionist. I, I did, you know, I've, I've been in the space. I've read a mm -hmm. lot on it over the last decade. Um, I would say those are a pretty good amount of ratios when it comes to carbs, proteins, and fats. Right. I think the one thing I, I like that you said, uh, you know, and I think that's where it comes. I think some people get the idea that if you drink, you know, a, a you drink some type of, type of shake that it's automatically going to lose weight. Well, it depends what's in it because a lot right. of them, you know, I find you see these people post, you know, nutrition shakes and they're loaded with like peanut butters and like sugar-free syrups and yogurts. And all of a sudden you're like, well, you just brought in 80, like 50 mm -hmm. grams of sugar. Right. You know, and, but you think because there's, and, and again, nothing, it's fruit. Fruit is mm -hmm. fantastic, but fruit is also, you know, 99.9% yeah. sugar. It's, all, it's all fructose. Even though it's natural sugar, it's still sugar. <laughs> yeah, it's still sugar. I mean, you can talk like natural, like maple syrup's natural, but yep. it's still sugar. And exactly. it's a very concentrated sugar. So if you, um, so I think that that always gets lost on people when you think like, you do these diet programs and if you magically take it, you lose weight, but it's part of a science of how to lose weight. And right. I think if it fits into, you know, some, again, what you just said, if someone has a, I find people, if, unless you're actively really in the space of uh, fitness and nutrition, hitting enough protein is very tough for most people. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're like, Hey, listen, you can have one or two of these shakes and you're going to get 80 grams of protein knowing that depending on is most what would what would be the breakdown of your your customers? Male, female, young, old, kids, something. I have a wide range of everyone, honestly. Okay. So because I, I like my I was kind of under the assumption that it's probably more on the female side. Is am I wrong on that? Or no? Um, sometimes when it comes to just like general weight loss, I get a lot of more um 
interest from women. Mm -hmm. um, when I start talking about my 24 fit line, I do get a lot more male interest because those are like the bodybuilders mm -hmm. or the people going to the gym all the time. Um, but it's pretty equal oh. with both. Because um, I find that like in my eyes, like, the two demographics you probably hit is the people that are really into fitness yep. and then probably like you kind of I think what you said you have the stay-at-home mom it's got a busy life yep. that deals with a lot of stuff and you know you're trying to get in your fitness and nutrition amongst a million other things going on in your life each right. day um, and trying to prioritize that so I think you know kind of what you just talked about makes a lot of sense and I think if somebody was able to use it as a substitution and then a catalyst for you know better calorie intake um, now how long how, well, one, when did you start your weight loss journey and, and which, how much, I guess, weight have you lost? I have lost 25 pounds mm -hmm. within the last year. Um, and weight loss always has its up and downs. So I have um, had times where I've gained some of the weight back just because I wasn't paying close enough attention to my, um, my diet. It's basically like holidays birthday parties I'm like oh I'm with everyone else I might as well just eat what they're eating but when I'm very very strict with it like I'll bring my shakes to replace two meals of the day depending what time of day it is where I'm going um, and I typically try to leave like my actual meal for as dinner time so I can sit with my husband and my son and have dinner as a family but while I'm working at the nutrition club I'll have a shake for breakfast a shake for lunch and then a snack that's higher in protein between those meals. So like a protein bar, or I make a lot of protein um, baked goods at my nutrition club, so I'll eat something like that. Um, but yes, over the last year, it's been a total of 25 pounds and uh, still working at it to get to my ideal weight. So what, what um, roughly like retired, what program do you use to count your calories and count your intake? It is um, called Calorie Counter. It's an app that I found just right on the app store. Okay. Um, you can pay for it, or they have free ones. Basically, whatever so, one you're comfortable with using. Um, I've always used my Fitness Pal. Yep. So I did the same. And do you find is that beneficial to you? It is okay. because um, most of the time, as I'm running around like crazy with my son or with the business, I'm forgetting to eat. I'm forgetting to grab a snack. Or at the end of the day, I'm like, oh. Did I eat lunch today? But as I'm making my meal, I'll quickly put it in the app. And I'm like, okay, I'm close to my goal of what I need. And if I don't quite get it there, I'll just eat another high-protein snack or something along those lines. Do, do you count your just your calories? you count your macros? Do you count... I count my calories and my protein intake. Okay. So do you count... Uh, do you look at carbs or fat at all? Um, sometimes. Um, but mostly what I'm eating is Herbalife mm -hmm. and along my... Um, my meal plan so I don't look too closely into it what uh what what's your protein goal each day so um when I took the wellness profile Herbalife suggested that I hit um 90 yes 90 grams of protein a day and 1400 calories a day so that's what I try to stick to and um like I said before, I wasn't hitting that, so it kind of opened my eyes. Hitting the protein? Both. I wasn't Both. hitting either, so I started adding snacks because before I wouldn't eat snacks. I would just eat my three meals. Do you find, do you try to limit protein or limit, car, or that protein, uh, do you try to limit fat or limit carbs? I that, do. I, I try mean, to without... do lower carbs, lower fat, just because that's me. <laughs> what, uh, ball, I guess ballpark, if you were to guess, how many calorie or how many 
grams of carbs do you think you might take in or how many grams of fat do you think you might take in? Um, give or take, maybe like 20 to 30 grams of fat a day. Um, usually less than that, depending on what snacks I'm choosing and what we have for dinner. Um, so yeah, that, that would be about right. And then car, you said 1400. So if you're about that nine, about let's ballpark that 180 you said protein is 90. Yes. So again, I'm doing for people that I guess listening and, and so for fat, each gram of each gram of fat is nine grams of calories it's nine calories per gram of fat yep okay and then part, uh, protein and carbs are four so mm-hmm. if you add it up i'm just trying to think like the yep. calorie kind of like what your your carbs might be um do you find as you said said it before do you find that any of those numbers might be too low on that side the protein and the fats um i don't really track that side so i don't believe so but it do you find depends that you on have, the person no that's fine <laughs> do you do you have you think you have a lot of energy throughout the day? Do you... I do. Okay. Now that I add the teas with my shakes, I have a lot of energy. Um, I've never been a coffee drinker, okay. so before... I can't say the same. Yeah, <laughs> we we do have protein coffee, but um, before I was introduced to the teas, I only drank vanilla Coke, and okay. I would go through a twelve pack in two days. So, so but that's a substitution, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that was my caffeine intake. That was how I tried to get my energy. Um, now I'm drinking a tea in, for breakfast, with, well, with my shake for breakfast, and then I'll have a tea at lunch. Um, and those two teas give me enough energy to keep going through my day. What, what's your um, like uh, workout or exercise? Like, what, what's that look like for you? I do a lot of HIIT workouts, mm-hmm. or um, I'll do yoga, depending on the day. Um, I try to do a HIIT workout three times a week, so typically Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tuesday, Thursday, I'll either do like a dance workout or a yoga workout, depending on what I feel like doing. Yes. Just so I'm not jumping around like crazy all the time and hurting myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, I actually subscribe to the Apple fitness app Mm -hmm. and I use that for my workouts and it's just been a lot easier than coming up with stuff on my own because I get bored (laughs) or, um, I don't, some of the moves will come up and I'll be like, Oh, I don't know how to do that. But the Apple fitness app has someone showing you what to do and follow along with it yeah and you said before i mean you said like 80 percent fitness or 20 percent fitness yep. or, or exercising 80 percent nutrition i mean that's you know i guess what you know if you're losing weight it's all nutrition i yep. mean like you said it, it's it's you definitely got to move you don't have to exercise yes. but um I, I, you know one of the things i always go back to is even if you exercise every day for an hour seven mm-hmm. days a week you exercise in the week seven hours. Well, how yep. many hours of the week are there? I mean, obviously yeah. there's 23 there's hours so a day yep. that, you know, you're, you're sleeping, you're exercising, you're hydrating, you're, you're eating, mm-hmm. you're hydrating. So it's all the stuff you're recovering mm-hmm. to then go back and kind of like beat your body back up a little bit to yep. grow it. And then you, you have to feed it. Um, I, so when I get on, like I get on kicks where I'm like, okay, I'm going to really, really go full bore on nutrition. I'm, I, to be honest, have been probably off of that for about two years, like mm-hmm. kind of like all over the place. But now it's like, I always go to these phases. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go like three, four months, just full bore, hundred percent commitment. So I track protein, carbs, and fats, but typically like you had said the, and I have a goal each day and I yeah. try to stay within, you know, certain grams of each. Um, but the whole idea is 
I'm an underreader, and I think a lot of people, if you actually look at that, it doesn't mean like, oh, you undereat, you're losing weight. A lot of times, if you undereat, you're not getting enough calories in, mm-hmm. like you said, for either energy and or um, whatever your goals are. If right. you're, obviously, you're trying to gain weight, you have to eat more than you're than you're burning. But if you're just trying to lose body fat and kind of lean out, if you don't eat enough calories, and I think that's the mind, the trippy thing for people is that they think less is better, and that's right. not always the case. And as I tip, like I typically start off the baseline. I do that for maybe two months religiously, like Monday through Sunday, like not weekends. I'm because there's always that like 80-20 rule when you're eating too. Mm-hmm. Like you know you want to eat really solid most days, most meals, and then and I'd say typically like an evening on the weekend or something is when people have a cheat meal or have a not maybe a meal they're not as it's not like like a a good diet meal you might say kind of a you know pizza maybe or something like that, but. One for sanity reasons. Right. Two for social reasons because you you know you don't want to be the the loser person at the party that's like I'm not going to eat that and like pull it like a Tupperware and eat like you know broccoli and rice. Like, right. I mean you can if you're doing like a bodybuilding show, but I would say for 99 percent of people doing weight loss, it's just I just want to be healthier. So mm-hmm. you know I think it's kind of that idea is that you you pick and choose your battles, and a lot of the times you don't have control. Like if you go to a family dinner, you don't have control of what they have, but you right. do have control of what you eat there. You don't have to eat. You know the high sugar crap or dessert you can pick and choose and have a higher protein meat or you know hey we got a ham with a bunch of sides we'll have ham and have some of the better vegetable sides right. instead of throwing on the stuffing or something even you know all about self-control <laughs> yeah and, and, and uh i think as 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 i've found out if you you have a baseline but as you start to do whatever your goal is that has to change like your baseline this month might be different next month or three months or two months down the road and then it's adapting. I typically would add in, at least for mine, I would end up adding in carbs because like mm-hmm. I would need the nutrition because I was, my body fat would go down but with the body fat going down, I would lose energy. Right. Because fats, your fat is, is an energy, like your body, you know, that's why when you're starving, your body holds on to fat. So yeah. when we go, because it needs energy. So what you think about is when you eat too little, that's, that, that ends up being the issue. So when I'm like under eating, I typically hold on to fat more than if I'm, I don't want to say overeating, but I'm eating adequate for my body. Right. When I eat correctly for my body, my body's like dancing because it's like, listen, we can shred the fat. We're feeling good. We're yeah. getting the nutrients in our body. And I think, you know, that's always a misconception for people is they think like, I got to have a thousand calories. I'm like, no, you probably need, you know, 2,100 calories or something mm-hmm. crazy. Like, I mean, like double what you're eating. Um, did, and so again, having done it a year, like what was your, what was your, I guess, let's call it health or fitness prior to you deciding that you want to do something like this. What was the first couple, let's say the first three months, because I'm sure there was a learning curve, mm-hmm. and then where are you now compared to when you were, or where you were? So when I started, I wasn't working out at all. I was not eating three you, meals a day. Do you mind if I ask how old you are? I'm 28. Okay, sorry, keep going. Uh, I wasn't eating three meals a day. Um, I would eat when I remembered. So being a new mom, it was typically after Colin went to sleep. So late at night, which really isn't the best time for you to be eating all three meals. So um, basically that's what I was doing. I wasn't exercising. I was a couch potato and eating every junk food that was quick and I could grab and I didn't have to cook. Um, So basically nothing with protein, lots and lots of carbs, lots of sugar. And I was just not happy with how things were going. My energy was completely gone. I wasn't sleeping, going up and down the stairs or 
vacuuming made me super out of breath. Um, so it just wasn't very good nutrition at all. Um, and then when I started, um, was there a moment that was like a wake up call for you? There was, um, I looked in the mirror and I was like, what happened? I was at my biggest weight. I had gone to the doctors previously because I didn't have a scale at home and I didn't regularly weigh myself. And I was almost back to my highest weight when I was pregnant. And I was like, this needs to change. Uh, there's no reason for this to be happening. There's no reason for me to just be eating Reese's peanut butter cups and vanilla Coke all the time to keep me going. Um, so that was my biggest wake, wake up. And then I was seeing everyone posting about Herbalife and um, these body transformation challenges that um, some of the coaches will offer um, with their teams. Um, so I joined one and my before and after picture from that four week body transformation challenge was what got me hooked. I didn't look super bloated anymore. Yeah, I wasn't a twig, but um, you could see a difference. There's and improvement though. Yes, yeah. lots of improvement. My energy was back. Um, I wanted to play with Colin on the floor. I didn't want to sit on the couch and just watch him. I wanted to go outside with him. I wanted to go on walks with him. Um, he was almost one at the time and it was just so much Get fun ready to start moving. yes yeah. he was moving and i couldn't <laughs> keep up with him so i knew i needed to do something because i didn't want to not be able to keep up with my one-year-old yeah. um so that's kind of what made my brain snap and was like yes i need to get back into eating better i need to do something for me um everything i was doing was for my son and i was kind of putting myself on the back burner and a lot of new moms do that yeah. um and i try to tell my clients like it's okay to be selfish sometimes and do stuff for you 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 need to take care of yourself or you can't take care of your family um and that was a big eye-opener for me yeah no you're spot on <laughs> i think like i said it in we've we're right in the parenting. We have a few kids and, yep. and uh, same thing. My wife's now getting back into, you know, working out and she's trying to, you know, she's really watching what she, I said watching, she's tracking what she eats and she's, yep. you know, being, you know, very proactive and, uh, you know, and there's a difference. She's been doing it for a month and same mm -hmm. thing. She's starting, you know, you start to lose that bloatedness, start yep. to lose. And I know for, you know, one of her things is she grew up, you know, very athletic, worked out. And then you go basically four years, nonstop pregnancy. Like, yep. cause we just, we got, we had a lot of kids and then, but the, it's true. It's like, you get to the point where, um, and I think once you have kids and you know this as a mother, it's like your entire world changes, your entire, mm -hmm. you know, like what you value changes, where you put your focus changes. Um, you know, you then start putting, you know, your, your son or daughter, or whoever ahead of you, because mm -hmm. that's just, I think a natural parenting instinct, or at least the parenting instinct of, I would think a responsible parent. Right. And, uh, and then I think that happens. You just, you slowly kind of fall, you fall back a little bit and you don't really even see it happening because it's mm -hmm. happening slowly each day. Right. But obviously a, you go a year doing that. You said your son's two. So he's you're, two, you're yep. about a year into it. So it's like there's 365 days, not to mention any, any female that's had a baby, you're not starting from a, I mean, you're starting from, you know, I would say a vulnerable place because mm -hmm. you've just, you've gained weight, you've gone through this, you know the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life is childbirth yes. and you end up you know going from that and then all of a sudden your, your body takes weeks and weeks to just get back to I don't even say back to normal but to a point where you could even work out mm -hmm. and then your body's still not back to normal right. you know it, it takes time to, for that to happen and re-regulate hormonally and all that stuff mm -hmm. so 
that stuff that alone because that affects nutrition that affects your body that affects you know your, the way you can digest it and your bloatedness and all this all this your body's a machine you know yeah. and it does all this stuff but then it's like all these other factors your body's trying to grow and trying to understand and it's not easy and then mm -hmm. I, like i've seen it personally like my my wife's very driven like likes to work out likes to eat and or not eat. i mean she loves trust me she loves peanut butter cups <laughs> but she likes to you know she really wants to do that but you know seeing it is like she's got to be like hey i'm going out and doing it I'm like great go out like because you know it's you need that win mm -hmm. and then once you have that then then it's like you can give the best version of yourself to your child right and that allows them to grow so um okay so go into that was your chain that was your turning point yep okay and then let's go into from there to what you do next so um obviously working out wasn't a thing that i did um and i didn't jump right into an hour workout seven days a week or i would have killed my muscles and myself um so i find and i tell my clients this just try to change one to two habits a week and then build from there so i decided i was going to work out twice a week um the challenge that i had joined offered virtual workouts on zoom so i hopped on those um and then once I started realizing the different exercises and moving my body, I realized how great I felt afterwards. And to this day, I still never want to work out, mm -hmm. but I force myself because I just feel so much better afterwards. And, um, it doesn't have to be an hour workout, 10 minutes a day, just starting that that's fantastic. Like go for a brisk walk or a jog or do some jumping jacks, uh, just something that, you know, you're able to do but don't push yourself to the point of hurting yourself um, do it gradually um, and that's what I did so um, the zoom workouts were 20 to 30 minutes so I hopped on those two and then I was also walking daily because it was summer mm -hmm. when I started my weight loss journey and I didn't sign up to be an Herbalife distributor until three months after I started my weight loss journey. So um, I would take my son for walks. We'd walk around town. We'd walk with other moms that had kids the same age, um, which was awesome because then Colin had new friends. <laughs> and um, just having someone to be an accountability buddy is just the perfect thing. And I don't think I would be anywhere closer to my goal without an accountability buddy, someone that's wanting to do the same thing, wanting to lose weight with me, wanting to work out, have similar goals. Um, and it's just been very, very helpful. Um, we also have an online Facebook group where everyone can plug in and kind of get different ideas of what they want for meal plans, exercises, um, all that kind of stuff to kind of motivate you, um, motivational quotes. Um, it's just a safe space where you can feel seen, but you don't feel like you're not being a part of it um, because it's everyone in that group is just very inclusive, very, um, they congratulate you on all your wins. Um, they pick you up. They don't just they don't put you down whether you're discouraged with yourself. Um, it's a safe space for people to just come and get motivated. Well, so what what's your motivation? My motivation right now is my son. He's always been my why, and Herbalife is super big on finding your why and go with it. Um, 
and Colin has always been my why. I want him to see me working hard for my goals so he will have the same determination as he grows up. Oh, mom's living a healthy lifestyle. I can do that too because our kids do what they see Mm -hmm. and they're always watching. Like he'll jump in and exercise with me as a two-year-old. He tries to lift my weights. He can't always, but I bought him his little mini one-pound weights and he uses those and does jumping jacks and squats with me and we just make it fun and that's all you can do. Monkey see monkey do exactly um so and what was when you first started you talked about habits what was a couple of the small habits that you changed when you first started i cut out soda um so trying to cut out soda was one of my habits um another habit was moving for 10 minutes a day whether it was actually doing an exercise or a walk so i try to incorporate walking i mean rouse's point is so small and we have all kinds of great great places to walk walk, so (laughs) it's awesome um and then eating um i started with eating two meals a day because like i said i was only eating once a day at night so um i had to kind of get used to eating as soon as I woke up again and that was the main thing for me that I noticed was a big trigger on my weight loss was getting protein in within the first hour or two of waking up was a big help with an energy boost Um, before I would just wake up grab a soda because I didn't like coffee and kind of just power through my day the best I could and by 11 o'clock I was dragging again so how, how long before those um I always say I say habits you change those were things you changed but how long did they take to become habits um I would say about 10 to 21 days a lot of people say 21 days forms a habit I think it depends on what kind of habit you're forming if it's mm-hmm. something easy like um switching out soda i feel like it's gonna take a little bit especially if you're used to that kind of caffeine um you don't want caffeine withdrawals either but um the teas really helped with that so so you think it takes longer than 21 days i i think it depends on what habit you're trying to change um it took me like incorporating shakes daily that didn't take me very long maybe a week um incorporating two shakes a day that took me closer to 21 days to do like I always I look at habits like there's things that you can change that I think would be routines right like um like let's say waking up at Mm -hmm. a certain time so you want to wake up every day at like six o'clock okay I want to wake up at six o'clock I do something in the morning before I go to work I think the activity of doing that the routine of doing that is you wake up at six you wake up at six wake up at six and I think it ends up being a routine and I think at some point subconsciously it then you wake up at six and you don't even think about it. It's like right. I just wake up, and that's, I'm not saying like internally wake up at six. You still might set your alarm or whatever, yep. but you don't, I like, you don't think about waking up at six. Yep. I think for a few weeks it's like I gotta wake up at six. I gotta wake up at six, and mm-hmm. then it just becomes a habit where you're just like six o'clock. You don't even think about it. You're just like all of a sudden you just wake up at six and go do whatever you do right. your routine that morning. But that then becomes subconsciously your habit, mm-hmm. and I think that's that balances or that hard thing to do is. It starts off as a routine, but you actively have to pursue that routine. And, and this is like anything. I think, you know, you know, for whether it be, let's say, waking up at a certain time, maybe every you know, people have talked about um, like reading every day. Mm-hmm. Or someone talks about you know, go, you know, maybe going, you know, you said going for a walk or exercising, or and a lot of it is if you're consciously thinking of it. I, th- I still think it, it is a routine until you subconsciously do it, and then that's a habit. Right. Like, 
I have a habit. I drink coffee every morning. So yeah. I don't think about it. It's just like I go do it. It's like my body, if I wasn't thinking, my body would still go make coffee. Yeah. You know, and that's, uh, but, you know, for me to say, like, I got to get up each morning and maybe read a book first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. I would, I actively would have to think about doing that. Like, okay, get up, what book? Can we sit here? What time is that going to read? And not just get up and naturally do it. So, right. Um, do you find that you're at that habit now where you're just like, this just is part of my life? Like, yes. Um, and I've changed a lot of things. Like, I started reading personal development books every morning, mm-hmm. like you just said. So, um, every morning, I also had to get used to getting up early, like you just said. So, um, like, my nutrition club opens at 6.30. When I was at home, I got up whenever I wanted or whenever my son decided to wake up. That's when we got up. So I had to get in the habit of getting up early again. And then... So nutrition club is in person? Yes. Okay. We'll talk about that after. Okay. I don't want to... No, you're fine. And then... um, Personal development is a big thing with Herbalife. You want to build yourself, not just your business. So making yourself a better person. So I um, started reading personal development books. As soon as I opened the club, um, in between customers, as they come in, I would start reading my books and drink my tea. And then once I was done, like 30 minutes of reading or a couple chapters and then finish my tea, that's when I would make my shake. And that's been my routine now for six months or so um what, what kind of what books jump out like what books have you read or ones that you really enjoyed um so um the 10x rule was a good one and Is that grant cardone i think so i'm awful with authors okay. <laughs> um girl wash your face was a good one um untamed i forget her name the author That's but fine. that one was really good that one was a big eye-opener for me um and then Unfuck Yourself was a good one, too. Is that what it's called, or is it The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? That's another nope. one, too. Nope. Unfuck Yourself is one. Okay. Yep. Um, I have a whole shelf of them at my nutrition okay. club. I can't remember them all off the top of my head. And, and do you find... I've been reading like those type of books. That's, that's primarily what I've read, and mm-hmm. I've been reading for many years, and I, I a lot of them are still on my shelf, and some I've gotten rid of, and you know, just, yep. you, you, know you can't hold all of them. But um, I find that I, I, I heard something... This is a couple years ago, and they said because the idea of buying a book, if it's a personal development book or personal, it should help you. You mm-hmm. know, and I, I'm very big on if you think it's gonna have an ROI, like a return on investment, then you should get it. And that yeah. obviously there's costs involved in certain things, and you have to have a budget and stuff. But someone said you should never have a budget on books, meaning if you want a book. Um, and you're interested in a book and you think that it's going to add value or it's something about personal development or getting better, just buy it. I don't even yep. look at the price. If it's 30 bucks, 50 bucks, 10 bucks, 15, yep. buy it. Because the idea of a book is if you get a concept, maybe you get the entire concept and it's this massive aha, or maybe you read a line in the book, or maybe like you're literally looking for one, you know, goose egg, golden goose mm-hmm. or something in a book or, um, that could change the trajectory of your life. So you know, if that takes you a hundred books and on average it costs you 20 bucks a book and you spent whatever that bit, two grand on books. Well, mm-hmm. you probably just had a hundred multi-million dollar, hundreds of thousands multi-million dollar idea just because you read a book. And right. So I think that, or just put you in the mindset that like you said to be a better person, yep. a better version of yourself. So, um, okay. So, so books was a ha- is a habit still. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, and then, like I said, once I finish my tea, I go straight to my shake. Um, and that's been my breakfast routine for a long time now. Um, and then I am still trying to get into the routine or the habit of having a lunch shake. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't always eat lunch. Lunch, it was either breakfast or lunch I would skip before I started my Herbalife nutrition journey. Um, so I'm still trying to continuously um, have my two shakes for breakfast and lunch, but sometimes, like today, I skipped my lunch shake. So it's just not something that I've gotten into a routine where I'm like, oh, it's this time, I gotta go make my shake. Um, sometimes I'll have customers in and I'll forget or something. What, um, like what's, a, what's a version of a snack that you would have? What kind of snacks are your go-to snacks? Um, so Herbalife makes protein bars. The mm -hmm. vanilla almond are my favorite. So I'll usually have one of those as a snack. Or um, sometimes if I'm just super busy, I'll grab a spoon of peanut butter mm -hmm. just to hold me over. Um, or I like to have some fruit. Um, I'm also a very picky eater. Okay. <laughs> so snacks are kind of hard for me. Um, I make protein bites at my nutrition club. So a lot of the time I'll just eat a couple of those for a snack. Um, and they're made with the same stuff that I make our shakes with. Um, so similar in um, macros. Um, or like a cheese stick. A, like mozzarella cheese stick. I'll mm -hmm. grab that too. Something quick and easy. What, uh, so what, uh, what's the nutrition club? My Nutrition Club. So that is where um, people can come in and try the shakes, the teas, our protein coffees, any of the baked goods that I make. Um, they can come in and talk to me about their wellness goals. Um, it's just another outlet so I can meet people easier. Um, sometimes people are more willing to pop into a storefront than they are to send you a message quick. Um, because I notice that um, people follow my posts, but they don't always want to reach out or ask. When they're coming to the nutrition club, they're able to try the drinks that I'm posting, see how they taste for themselves, and then we spark a conversation. It is something you started? Uh, just this nutrition club is one that I started, but there's many all throughout the state and well, country. So, and what time is the Christian club like every, like a certain time each day? Yep, I open at six thirty every day um, during the week, and um, I um, sorry, I'm open on Saturdays too. Um, I just had to adjust my hours because my little guy started learn to skate on Saturdays, but I try to open for at least breakfast and lunch. And nutrition club starts at what time? Um, on six thirty, also on Saturday, it starts at um, nine thirty. When my little guy's done, learn to skate. I'll head right over there. So. And how many people roughly come to Nutrition Club? Um, depends on the day. Some days are busier than others. Um, I have about anywhere from five to twenty. It really just depends on. And are they regular people? Some of them are regulars. Um, every day, I have new people popping in. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people say, I couldn't find you. So I've been working on signage so people are, can find me a little easier. Or um, I've sent out postcards just to let people know that I'm there. And So Nutrition Club, people show up. It's, it's pretty much almost like a, uh, let's call it like a winery, like a taste test. Like you yep. go in, and So it's, it's more of that. It's not people come in and make stuff themselves. It's more if you do it, they yep. taste it, they talk about it. Right. Like yep. More they, like educational. Yes. Um, and I have a menu so they can choose whatever drinks they want on the menu. Um, kind of like, I don't want to compare it to Starbucks, but like any yeah. little food place yeah. or drink place that um, you go. Do you find that if you have some regular people, is any, does anybody use it as like accountability sessions where maybe they just come in and see like-minded people and people that have the same goals? And, you know, I know 
naturally you typically gravitate towards people that you have interest in something you have interest in whether it's a gym whether it's nutrition mm-hmm. whether it's you know for me sometimes it's just some of my people that are in business that we you know jam on stuff and I think that you know you attract people that are attracted to stuff that you like right. um, so do you find that this is one it's a good habit for you but also an accountability of like hey Kelsey you gotta get up out of bed and make sure you're there by 630 because like yes people are showing up and you got yes. the accountability like oh god Jan and John and Tim are all going to be there at 630. Yep. So that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to go from residential to a commercial nutrition club. Um, It kind of gave me the accountability. It was like, oh, if you are paying rent for this place, you better show up at the right time every day. Um, And... um, it's it's been a great place to hold different events to kind of get different demographics in um like with the holidays last last month for halloween i did halloween crafts for the kids and that brought in some people that had never been in before it was like oh something for my kids to do and then it showed them what i offer you're doing the uh, toy donations right now i am um we're collecting non-perishable foods and toy um oh unopened toys to donate for Christmas presents and um, the non-perishable food will go to Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners in our local community. Um, it, yes. it, now, giving back, is that a thing for you? Have you always that, done that? Is that? That has been a big thing for me. Um, growing up, I've noticed how giving and helpful my family is, um, especially my grandmother and her family. Um, a lot of people know Jane Sample. That's my aunt. And were you a sample? No, um, she was a nephew, and my okay. grandma is her sister. So what was your maiden name? My maiden name is Mitchell. Mitchell. Okay. Yes. Um, so um, my grandmother and so, her so siblings. So Brandon's your, your brother, or Brandon's cousin. my cousin. Yes. Cousin, okay. Yep. Yeah. So my grandmother and her brothers and sisters. They didn't have much growing up, so it's always been a thing while we were growing up that. They would give the shirt off their back if they have to. Um, like whenever someone's in need, they are more than willing to give extra of what they have. And I know that's, the, the Sample family, they're, yeah, yes. they're, they're good people. So. Yes. So um, like whenever someone needs um, meals, they're more than willing to cook food and drop it off. If there's a death in the family, they're more than willing to go to their friends' houses and help with that, whether it's cleaning or making me- meals or just being there for company. Um, there's was a time when I was in kindergarten, our trailer that we were living in had burnt down and all of our stuff was just gone and I remember people bringing items and donating it to us while I was in kindergarten giving it to me at school so I could bring home to my mom and I'm like wow people I'm I'm in kindergarten and people are helping me do this and that's just that's just always been something that stuck with me so um, I try to give back when I can Um, and I have quite a few clients that like to do community services service and different events so they keep me in the loop with what's needed Um, last winter Actually, it was the day before Christmas, a family in Alberg, their house burnt down, and someone posted about it, and I said, I have all this extra stuff, and I was able to get, like, six boxes full of stuff to give to that family, mm-hmm. um, because I had I was doing daycare at one point, so I had all kinds of extra toys for all different ages, and an extra TV, and just way too much stuff, so I was yeah. able to donate it, and I, it just feels so great being able to give back when you're able to. Um, 
Yeah, giving feels way better than receiving. It definitely Always. does. Yeah. So each month since I've opened the commercial space, I've tried to do some kind of fundraiser or give community give back program, and yeah. that's what I plan to do as long as I stay open. So. Yeah, that's cool. no, that's cool. I, I saw that, um, and like I said, I think that's it's something you know we try to do. I try to do personally, and then we, we're trying to do as a. I, I mean, I think you noticed coming in. Yes. Was, you probably couldn't. They're like, go in the conference room. I'm like, don't put it in a conference room. It's full of food. <laughs> But uh, it's, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's always good to get back. And I think, you know, like I said, if you know that you're, you know, you might be in a better position than someone else, it, you know, it's always, I, I heard this years ago and just kind of, you know, you're better to always reach down the ladder and pull someone with you than right. push down on them. You know what I mean? Yes. Like don't use, don't try to push someone down to get ahead. It's always like bring people with you and yep. try to, you know, if you can make your life better, well, it's better to make your life better with other people. Exactly. It's more, it's more fun as a group. You know yes. what I mean? So, um, so Business. Now let's talk more about the business at like the actual the, the, the small business aspect. Okay. So, um, number one, did you think you were crazy doing this when you started? Absolutely. My husband okay. was like, "What are you getting us into?" <laughs> I was like, "Don't worry, it'll be worth it in the end." Did, did uh? So, I guess when you started out and you had this idea, I'm guessing you were there was some you were scared. Oh yes. You were nervous. There was a little bit of like probably self-doubt and yes. am I going to fail and if people are going to think I'm a loser if I start this and fail and all of a sudden I'm going to be this, you know, every, you know, I'm just going to be like this, I'm taking a risk and if it doesn't pan out, I'm scared of what could happen if it doesn't pan out. Right. Um, now, how did you get, and the only reason I'm saying this is because anybody that has run a business or does something as a entrepreneur, small business, whatever, they all feel this. They don't say it, they're mm -hmm. lying. Like you feel nervous, you feel scared, you have self-doubt. I've been doing basically my own like for over a decade, I have self-doubt every week, sometimes every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just learn to live with it. But when you started out, what got you over the hump to say, hey, I'm doing this. I'm going to do this. I just didn't give up. Like, if there was struggles, I was just like, okay, we'll get through it. It happens. Um, Are you a glass half full person? I'm a take it as shake it that, is kind of ball. person. <laughs> so you're real, unless you're like, yes. you roll with the punches? Yep. Um, I don't like, like, I'm not going to lie, I have major anxiety about everything, but I try not to worry about the little things. Like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and you can't control everything. So, um, so and so you're good dealing with stress? Sometimes. Okay. I try to be. <laughs> but... Um, one of the nuggets that I've taken away from almost every Herbalife training I've been to or call I've been on is everyone always says, do it scared. If you're not scared, mm -hmm. don't bother. So that's what I try to live by, doing it scared and then pushing through. Um, like I used to be a very, very shy person. I still am sometimes, <laughs> depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. So um, I just think in my head. You, you got to do, do it. You push yourself out of your comfort zone. I do a lot. I think coming on this podcast was one of this them. was one of them. Yeah. Yes, I, I could, I could, I give you credit. <laughs> You've said it before, and uh, the, you know, you had reached out to me, and, and typically, if people reach out, sometimes I say absolutely yes. Sometimes I'm like, I got to do a little more research on the person, and I had seen your stuff, you know, around on, mm -hmm. on social media and stuff, and uh, you know, part of me, I love people that are doing stuff that is one, I love business I love small business because right. I'm part of it but I love young people doing it because I just I you know I can relate to them more than mm -hmm. you know not, not to say someone else that's older but the people that are older I typically am asking them questions because right. I want to learn from them um so a lot of it is you know like it, there's a 
especially when you're set, you're setting your own schedule, you're your own boss, mm-hmm. you're kind of setting the rules, you're keeping yourself accountable, you're disciplined, you're doing all the stuff that nobody's telling you to do. And right. you basically have to be your, you have to be the hardest boss is yourself or your mm-hmm. hardest or motivator or whatever. And uh, I think, you know, you stepping out and, you know, putting yourself out there and, and trying to generate you know, some activity for yourself. Yep. That's, I think that's, that's what you have to do. You have to be proactive. Yes. So, um, so comfort, getting out of your comfort zone. That's, we all know that's where you grow. It's yes. scary, but that's where you grow. Yes. Yep. And okay. And then, so when you got into it and you were like, Hey, I, you know, I'm going to do this. I have self, you know, obviously it's, it's difficult, but do you have a belief in yourself that you're going to succeed? I do. I do. I think if I try as hard as I can and I keep pushing myself, I will succeed and get to a spot that I want to be or um, a place in my life that I am happy with. I mean, I'm very happy with my life right now, but there's always room to grow. And I just always want to be the best person that I can be for myself, for my son, for my husband. What's your um, What's your vision for your company? Um, I or yourself. For myself, um, I'd like to one day just be able to um, pass my business on to my son. Um, Herbalife is a great program, um, and when you reach a certain level and you decide to retire, Herbalife allows you to pass your business on to your children, and that's something that I would like to do. Um, Just pass it on to Colin and let him have the reins if that's what he chooses to do, and if not, no big deal. I've had fun with it. So um, my biggest goal is just helping people. I enjoy helping people. I like to see them reach their goals. And, and if I can play a part in that, that makes it 10 times better for me. So, um, And I think anybody that's... Did you guys talk to, have you ever read uh, Start With Why by Simon Sinek? I have not. That might be a good book. I, I, I'll be flipped through it before you leave. Okay. There, but... Um, that's a good book too, because you started talking about like why and like why you do stuff, and a lot of it is if you have a very strong why or very strong purpose, and you believe in it, and mm-hmm. you want to accomplish it, like you most likely will accomplish it. Um, I think that a lot of it comes from again another book. Have you ever read Think and Grow Rich? Mm-hmm. You should read that one. That's a great okay. one. That's an old school one, very mm-hmm. old school, but it's it's um, one of the the main concepts of it is if you can conceive an idea and believe an idea, you can achieve an idea. So right. with the ideas, it's mindset. It's a lot of visualization. It's like hey, if I want something. As long as I really think, as long as I really want it and I can see it mm-hmm. and I'm willing to put the work in to get it, you'll get it. It's kind of like the law of attraction and all right. this stuff. And yep. I think, you know, I find that while it sounds cheesy and it's like, oh, this, I mean, it's true. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I find, you know, I've used it for, you know, most of my life playing sports and, and, and you know, work and stuff like that. And a lot of, um, you know, and I, certain things you just envision or you want and you're just like, this will happen. And a lot of it's just that self-belief. But then it's like if you are fixated on something, eventually it's going to come into to your actual being. Like you're going to actually be able to touch it and feel it. And it's not mm-hmm. just an idea anymore. It's actually tan- or it's tangible. And uh, so vision-wise, that is what kind of – that's your main driver each day. Obviously, you have the small stuff. But you're right. obviously working towards something, like you said, bigger. Like, hey, can I give a generational kind of – you know, higher right. wealth or, or pass off in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what part of small business have you found is the most difficult? And what have you found is, say, the most rewarding, but maybe the, the most fun? Um, the most difficult is just always trying to find ways to 
attract new people to coming in or to the business. Um, a lot of people don't like multi-level marketing and that's what they assume Herbalife is. They think, oh, a smoothie shop's opening up. Oh, it's just Herbalife. Don't want to go there. A lot of people have their opinions about Herbalife nutrition and what it's about. Um, and that's hard to get past because once someone has an opinion, it's very hard to change their mind. Um, so just trying to continue to be this happy, upbeat person that's willing to help and answer questions is just the best that I can do when it comes to situations like that. Do you find, so multi-level marketing, obviously, I know has a negative connotation to some people. Yep. I think the the negative aspect of multi-level marketing, or at least that I would think of, is when you get the people that are in it and all they do is like blow you up of like recruit, 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 right. like get in here, get in here, get in here. And I think some of you are like, dude, I'm not interested. Because you got to find someone to do that type of business. They got to have that kind of like, uh, they got to want, one, they had to want to do it. Right. And you can't force someone into doing something like exactly. that. Because you, I mean, you know how hard it is. It's not easy. It's not yes. everybody would do it. It was easy. And right. And I think the idea of what you're saying is, listen, I have a platform. They've given me, you know, it's like the franchise model. They've given me the McDonald's, you know, the mm -hmm. idea, like the process of that. I drop myself in it, but then I do have the freedom to do what I want. Because it sounds right. like they're not as, like McDonald's is like, your store's going to look like this. Here's yep. this is how you can dress this. Like they have it down to everything. Yep. This business is a little more of like, you can use our banner, franchise fee, whatever. But then it's, you have a lot of, you can, you can deal with the nuances day to day. You can make the right. decisions. You don't have to sit there and ask, you know, corporate to say, right. I mean, you, I'm sure you have certain things for marketing, like colors and stuff they want you to use. But at the end of the day, like you can market where you want, you can spend how much you want in marketing. Mm -hmm. You can go to, you can do podcasts, you can go to right. events, you can, you know, you can do yep. giveaways, you can do whatever. And they're going to be like, Hey, as long as you're doing what you need to do, mm -hmm. there's really not a whole lot of skin off their back. It's just you would stop right. ordering the products. <laughs> like, you right. Know I mean? Yeah. Herbalife Nutrition has their own rules that we have to follow when it comes to club model or what we're posting on social media. Um, but a lot of it is open-ended, so you can do what you want. Like, I designed my club how I wanted. You can decide what drinks you have. You make your own drinks. Yeah, we're using the products, but you're coming up with your own names. You're coming up with your own recipes. Um, and basically just trying to be genuine in yourself with your business. And So the names of your drinks, you can create those? Yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yes. So it doesn't have to be like the Smoothie Blaster or something. You can call it whatever you want. Yeah, I can call it. As long as it's not a copyrighted name, we can call it whatever. So you can call it like like the champion or something like yeah Champlain. totally okay that's cool yeah <laughs> yes um, um like on my birthday i had the kelsey tea or on my son's birthday i was like oh so, come have the call in or so what's what's some of the names of some of your drinks so give me like um, three or four of them so i have a unicorn i have um strawberry dragon fruit i've got the fruity roll um What's another crazy one? Tropical Mermaid. Uh, there's, but I had Buddy the Elf the other day. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Snozberry. I was gonna say, is that just candy canes and spaghetti or sugar and uh, maple syrup? Um, you'd be surprised. Was it the four food groups? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever Buddy drinks. Should have been. <laughs> Mostly, I just try to make the same colors as like whatever I'm naming it after. Throw some um, kiwi in there. Yeah, like the candy cane. People thought it was going to be mint. It was actually strawberry and coconut. <laughs> so. Um, so when it comes to, again, business-wise, because um, this is a thing I think people forget when they have small businesses. Mm -hmm. Like you think that, oh, you're selling something and then it's like, then you're done. You lock the door and go home. Right. I'm like, I'm like small business, 
I think. Do you think about it all the time? All the time. Okay. So, <laughs> so small bit, and I've, I've, you know, I, I've realized this now is like people that run businesses, just their mind never shuts off. And, right. You know, you think about your your business is like a child. Like mm-hmm. You think about it like you would your own family, and and you know, I think that if I'm not doing something with my kids, my mind is most likely on something that results in my business. Right. And and I. Again, if you're starting off, you, you open the door, you shut the door, you clean, you cook, you pick up, you sell, you come up with the marketing, you come, you do your financing, you do your bookkeeping, you do, you organize for your taxes, you, you know, you drive places, you deliver, you yeah. like any, any role as a small business, if you take every role in the company, you put Kelsey under every single name. Right. Um, and I think what people don't see is, is you, the hours you're in the shop or in your, your store my guess is probably 50% of what actually happens in the business. Right. Maybe I'm maybe maybe higher or lower than that, but I'm it, guessing you're putting just as much time off hours as you are on hours like when right. the shop's open. He's like when I'm home, I'm on Canva making mm-hmm. different graphics or figuring out what teas I'm going to or teas and shakes I'm going to offer for the day or what my holiday menu is going to look like or what events I'm going to do next to get people in. It's just constant. Yeah. I mean, like marketing and, and, yep. and they say like budgeting profit margins. Like, do I raise the drinks up 30 cents? If I do, how many do I have to sell with that? That's my number. That's my net. That's my, my expense. That's my net or my operating. Like right. you start running all these numbers in your head and then it's like, okay, I'll move it up. And I, I think this always happens. I had a conversation um, with, with Nick, um, before you were here and we were going over stuff and I'm actually trying to find stuff to take off my plate to move me to slide me over to work on other stuff so it's right. like you start like it's like a massive chess game you constantly are playing or in oper- as you grow opportunities present themselves mm-hmm. and then you have to then level up which again is pushing me out of that com- like my comfort yeah. zone like I can sit back but like I'm wired, like I want to always grow. So then mm-hmm. I'm naturally like, well, there's an opportunity that's scary. All right, let's try it. Yeah. And it's not like I'm, I'm not, I made it sound easier. It's not like I'm like, yay, let's go do it. I'm like, oh God, should I do this? And then you're playing in your mind, like positives, negatives, positives, negatives. And finally it's just, you got to like talk yourself in and just do it. Like, right. stop, stop being scared. Stop being nervous, you know, yep. whatever. And, and, uh, I, that never goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fun. It's like, it's an adrenaline. I think it, you're chasing something, but you're never, you know, when you talk about goals, like I think it's good to have goals, but I think your goals should expand. Mm-hmm. And I think at some point in time, you know, you're, everything's going to change, not in a bad way, but like right. it'll evolve and you become a better, like to have a better person. Like mm-hmm. your company will be better. Like every, you've been open a year. Like the, yep. most small businesses fail in a year. And the fact that you're open is like, bam, you'd be already be a major hurdle. Yes. And then it's like, can you get to year two and year three? And do you have any, um, do you want to ever expand it out or do you ever want to grow it where it's more than just Kelsey? I would love to. Um, Herbalife is big on building a team. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't really get far just being by yourself. So um, trying to build my team is something that I've been doing. I have um, four co- coaches under me at the moment um, and they're able to work at my nutrition club. Um, two of them have their own residential nutrition clubs where they're doing the teas and shakes out of their house. Um, one of my coaches is just strictly social media where she just kind of reaches out to people that like her posts and goes from there. Um, so there's many different ways you can go once you are an Herbalife distributor. It just depends on what you want to do and if how you want to grow. Um, 
but the biggest thing is building your team and then usually your team is someone that has the same goals as you and then you're able to work together and bounce ideas off each other do you have anybody on payroll right now? No, I don't. Okay, pay so it's just right now. the other ones. They're so those people you talked about. Yep, you don't they, they're them. just doing their own thing. They're making their own money. I don't pay them. But you would be there for guidance or leadership right. or, or, yep. or support. If they have questions or need help or support with the business, I'm right there. Or recipes, they can reach out to me for anything, and they know that. Now, do you have mentors that you talk to? Yes, I do. And yep. how, how has that played a role in, in the growth or, or getting into it? Um, my mentors are the ones that really got me into wanting to be an Herbalife distributor. Um, watching them grow, they've been in the business. One of them's been in the business for nine years and just watching her grow. She now has two nutrition clubs of her own and she's going up the um, ladder, the marketing ladder, and she's just doing really well with her business. And it's motivated me to think, oh, I can I can do this too. And that's what pushed me to open my commercial club. She pushed me into joining um, and has really lifted me up and helped me realize the leader that I am and can be and has really pushed me to wanting to do more which was awesome because I'd probably still be a couch potato at home. So. Did Now, did you have these mentors prior to getting, like when you started talking about like your fitness journey, because this was yep. a few months into it, when you started, uh, when you started to work out and you started to uh, focus more on your nutrition, were these people, people that kind of came into your life during that time? Yes. So um, these were people that were um, doing the workouts on the Zoom or leading the um, body transformation challenge or just posting motivational sayings or quotes or stuff like that and then having conversations with them it just kind of all led to where i am now um now i guess now that you own a own the business do you think that this is kind of like this is it you just like you finally got away from you know because I, I find i don't think i could ever work for anybody mm -hmm. i just think i'm not wired that way i like having the freedom i like but i i'm also very um I'm someone that's proactive and, and, you know, kind of answer to myself kind of person. Mm -hmm. um, do you find that that's now you? Like you're like, yes. I don't need to go back to working for someone else or another job? or. Well, once I had my son, I knew I didn't want to work for someone else. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I was a stay-at-home mom. And then I tried to do daycare and then I found Herbalife. Um, but I like the time freedom. I like not having to answer to someone if my son has an appointment and I have to bring him to that. I don't. I didn't enjoy having to call out if he was sick. Um, and that's just all stuff that kind of pushed me to being my own boss. So I could have that freedom to have a mommy call in day or <laughs> just to not miss out on stuff that he was doing while growing up. Well, I think, I think today's day and age, like the way business is evolved from, you know, kind of when we were kids and our parents and the generations before, it's like you, there was so much of like punch a clock and leave. And yep. I remember... When I was in college, so I went in for um, supply chain management, and I got my degree, went to Plattsburgh State, and I remember two, there was two moments that pretty much solidified that I didn't want to work for people, mm -hmm. and one of them was I worked in a job at an ice cream stand in high school, um, and I worked there from 14 to 20. Um, great job. I'm not, like, nothing knocking the job, but mm -hmm. it was... It was a very easy job. I was, you know, I, was, I always laugh. I was uh, sitting in an air conditioning little box, basically a little ice cream shack by myself or with me, one other person. Had AC. 
it wasn't bad. I looked across the road and there was the the local apple orchard and like, you know, some of my buddies worked there and they were mm-hmm. out in like the fields, like weed whacking and stuff. I'm like, this is very cushy. Yep. But the negative was the hours were always, you know, basically midday to close, which was the like nine o'clock at night. Yep. So, you know, to sit there, it would be a beautiful be summer, be like 80 degrees out, you know, a nice sunny day. And you're sitting in this, you know, in this room and you're like, God, like, my, oh, my friends have, a, there's a party or my, my buddies are going here there's a family event and it's like you couldn't go because you had to be at this place and i remember sitting there thinking how so i'm here say let's call it eight to nine hours i'm here at this job for eight to nine hours today how much of the eight to nine hours am i actually working and Mm -hmm. i kind of broke it down i was kind of going through how long to take the setup how long to take the wipe down you know, average, how many, and again, I'm like a nerdy kid. So I'm like sitting there like writing all this stuff down and figuring it out. And I pretty much, I would say in an eight to nine hours, conservatively, mm-hmm. all the work combined was probably three hours tops. Right. And majority of the time is sitting and waiting, sitting and waiting, sitting mm-hmm. and waiting. And I remember sitting there, I'm like, I, I would rather just do three hours of work and go spend the other five out just having fun, but do the same at work, like do mm-hmm. the same at work, but just condense the time. Right. So that was one. And then number two, I had a, um, and this was roughly about the same time I had an internship and I already had my real estate license at the time and I, cause I got in college, but I was, um, I remember going to the internship and I pulled in and I had to be there from eight 30 to 11 30 every single day, Monday through Friday for the entire semester. And it sucked. It was corporate. I hated it. But I remember, Sitting there in the parking lot, I would roll in at like 8.27, 8.28, you know, mm-hmm. a couple minutes before, and I would park and I would walk in. And as an intern, they didn't like really care. So I, a couple times throughout the semester, at the very beginning, I saw this lady, she would get out of her car, it was 10 years ago, I'm, I'm guessing she was probably like around 50 at the time, maybe late early 50s, and I remember she would get out, you know, and this lady, she would have like dressing professionals, so she, didn't know what I'm saying, she probably had like heels on or something like that and she'd throw a bag over she had her baggage come out of her car and i would see her run from her car to the building Mm -hmm. and it was she was doing that like once or twice a week and i was like the same lady i was like this is weird like why is she like she's dressed up why is she running just like walk like be normal Mm -hmm. like just walk and then in my head it finally dawned on me i'm like if she doesn't show up at 8 30 she gets docked like she would have to punch a clock and she doesn't punch a clock there's some type of consequence which obviously was not good because she was willing to run into the office to like sit down at the computer to like punch in that she was there by 8 30. Yep. and i remember look like watching that and i'm like how at, and here she is at 50 she's not a kid she's not a child she's a grown adult and here she is like a slave to this time and i'm like why did it make zero sense to me and i was 20 years old at the time like that's stupid like why yep. and and i'm one like get your work done and you're good. I don't care if you when you do your work. Just mm-hmm. like you know, you got your job. You know your tasks to do. Just get it done. Like if you get it done really fast and efficient, then great. And and um, but those were two things that I was like, you know what? I'm gonna work for myself because I just don't want to have answer to somebody. Because yeah. I because I think part of it is it's just crazy that like like today I got up. I had to go do some stuff this morning, and it wasn't like I didn't have to meet anybody this morning. But mm-hmm. it was like I got up, brought my kid to school. You know, went did my thing, and I. As I'm doing it, I'm listening to stuff in the car that I needed to listen to. And it was like, but I didn't feel rushed. I felt I had a very calm morning. Yeah. I had a very great day. And then it's like, then I get to do a podcast, which people are like, oh, like, I don't talk. Like, my phone's not here. I, it's great. I get to mm-hmm. sit down, talk to somebody. And I just like, it's kind of nice. And I don't know if you're, you're the same where it's nice to get away from your phone sometimes. But yeah. it's just like nice to kind of like disconnect and chill. And I find I wouldn't be able to do that in certain jobs. But it's like, I, I've been able to create this world that I live in where 
you know, through hard work and, and through time and everything else, it's like you get to kind of create your day a little bit mm-hmm. and it's fun and, and uh, it takes time. It's like the upfront. So you're like, you know, I'm sure when you first started, things are probably a little better, more controlled now than the first, you know, because you're probably like, you know, running around like crazy the first few right. months. Like, I don't know what I'm doing and this yep. happened. I didn't know that I had to do this and this. And um, what has been your biggest, sorry about ranting. I'm just saying that my, my <laughs> rant was about finding something you like to do. But, you know, they obviously, like, I think people choose not to work for people because of, you know, the life you could can create it obviously mm-hmm. it takes work. It's not, it's not like you just because you choose to do it, it's going to happen. You mm-hmm. have to put the work in, but it gives you that it gives you that pathway to do so. What's some stuff that you now a year in that has happened that you didn't expect to happen? Good and bad. Meaning I, this was a problem I had to overcome that I didn't foresee coming. And here's something cool that happened that wasn't even on my radar when I started this, but this now happens. Um, let's think. So let's do the negative thing. Is there anything when you started out a month in, three months in, six months in, a year in where you're like, oh, I didn't even know I had to learn about this and now I do. Um, doing my own taxes, that was a huge learning curve. Mm-hmm. I was finding like everything was just crazy. I'm like, oh, I have another form to fill out. Oh, I need an EIN. Oh, I need to fill out for sales tax. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to pay sales tax. Mm-hmm. It's just like all that business stuff. You pay quarterly taxes? Yes. Yeah. I was like, I didn't realize this was going to be so much work, mm-hmm. but I mean... I did it, so (laughs) figured it out, and I knew I could figure it out. It's just at first, I'm like, I don't want to do all of this, but I have to. So, and then like finding deductions, like it's crazy what you're able to deduct for expenses and all that. Um, And then um, just finding people that want to work has been a struggle. Like with right now with covid like no one everyone's scared of the virus or everyone's looking for help and it's hard but find employees right now it's very hard like going down the main strip in plattsburgh everyone has a help wanted sign and it's or you show up to a restaurant like oh we're closed tonight yep what saturday yeah it's five o'clock on a saturday how are you close but yeah it's so crazy compared to like growing up when everything's just so readily available but um that's been a struggle finding some help so I'm not alone at the nutrition club but um it's fine for now but (laughs) it would be nice to have someone there to not just like to work with but to like talk to because when you're there by yourself all day you're like sounding bored yeah Yeah. (laughs) no absolutely I mean that's the thing with like mentors and and even just reaching out one thing I've like I found is some some of my best friends I've met through business just because right. like again like minded people and yep. you kind of you know when you circle yourself with people that have common interests as you it kind of elevates your game a little mm-hmm. bit and um and th- these people aren't real estate I mean these are just so yep. I have some friends I have mentors in real estate but I have mentors that are just people that have done business at right. all different ages and just to call them up and have a half hour hour twenty minute fifteen minute ten minute conversation mm-hmm. adds and it could just be like hey let me run this by you or hey I just got all this crap swimming around in my head as you yep. said our heads never our minds never shut off right i just need to mind dump this on somebody and then yes. get their input and then i'd be like okay i can dump a bunch of that stuff or focus on this and yep. um now what has been something that has been um a rewarding in your first year something rewarding that you never anticipated when you started um so i actually never thought i would have a commercial space and then okay. being able to find a commercial space and build it from the ground up by myself it was fantastic um i've never felt 
so much better about myself than I did when I opened because I was looking at spaces. Well, I was out for a walk with my son and I was like, oh, there's there's a space empty right there. And I went home and I called the number um, for the first space I looked at. And then I told my husband, I'm going to look at a commercial space. You're doing what, Kelsey? You're going to look at a commercial space for what? And I said, I want to stop doing this at home. I want to do it full time. Okay. <laughs> it was and, very, very And were you at iffy. the ARC when you started? No, I was... you were a stay-at-home mom I was time? a stay-at-home okay. mom then. Yep. So um, then the man that owns my building actually knocked on my door one day and he said... I heard you're looking for a commercial space and I have one if you want to come look at it. So I walked down to the space with him because we just lived down the road mm-hmm. and um, he showed me the space. There was wires hanging from the, the ceiling. There was no floor. There was no doors on anything. Like there was no doors on the bathroom. There was no doors on the closet. Um, it was just a big empty room that was having all the electrical redone and half of the ceiling was missing. So it took a lot of vision. You can keep talking. Okay. So I was talking about we're at a live train station. So you're yes. gonna hear it. I'm actually this is kinda of, I don't know what time it is, right? That clock's wrong. It's oh. a little bit there. But uh, this is in the afternoon. Usually they go in the morning. Oh. So like an afternoon one, I'm like, this is kinda of off schedule right now. Yep. But um, and the problem is this is like a cargo one, so these go by and they take a few minutes yep. to go by. They take a little while. Fine. They start to slow down. People get people get used to the noise and they're like, okay, now I can hear them again. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, it took a lot of vision for me to kind of see my nutrition club there. Um, and then I also didn't have a ton of money. I only had like $5,000 saved and we made it work. Okay. So... Um, Almost everything in my nutrition club I found at garage sales for a dollar or free on the side of the road. And that's what we did. I just upcycled as much as I could find and did it as cheaply as I could so I can make it work. And I also wanted to have it done like as fast as possible because I didn't want to pay rent on a space that I wasn't using and making money off of. So um, I gave my contractor a four-week timeline and we got it done in four weeks um so i had to hire the contractor to do all my plumbing because i knew nothing about plumbing and um i kind of gave him the idea of how i wanted my bar to look and then i found cabinets on the side of the road and brought those in i said i found these cabinets can you make it into a bar and we made it work <laughs> so um so obviously like you had your vision you were able yes. to pull off the vision and yep. again a lot of it was you know, kind of starting out, you bet on yourself. Yep. You kind of, like I said, put your money where your mouth is and you, yep. you put the capital up. And do you find that, you know, doing everything and starting off and, um, you know, kind of coming from a place where I don't, you know, this is so new to me and intimidating and, and being able to, you know, figure it out. There's obviously a level except pride. Right. You, you did it. And it's yep. like, I came up with something and now it's here. But then yep. you started talking about kind of being lean and mean. Like, you know, I think when you start out, in any business, like all you have when you, you it's, it's time and money. Everything, yep. a lot of stuff is time and money. Right. Because if you have money, you can buy your time back. If you have no money, you have your time. So yep. it's more of like when you're starting out, you're like, I don't have a ton of money, but I can be thrifty. I can, I can go yes. pick something on the side of the road. I can sit there on a, on a Saturday and scrape all the paint down and repaint it and yep. repurpose it and refurbish it so then it looks halfway decent. And a lot of stuff just needs some elbow grease and time. Yep. And do, I think at least 
speaking for myself, but I think speaking for a lot of people, is you start off and you, you put so much time, just time, time, time and effort in because you don't have the money to spend. And then eventually you start to get more money and you can leverage your time a bit, which mm -hmm. is like employees or it might be, like you said, it's technology or mm -hmm. something. But at that very onset, it's like running lean is always really good. You know, yes. it's always good to run lean, but yep. especially when you're starting out, it's like you almost have to do it out of necessity. Yep. Um, so do you find that that's like just the, like the grinder mindset of just like, I'm just going to make this happen. Like, yes, that was a lot of it. And then just taking all my extra time when I have it and putting it into the nutrition club. And then it was just so rewarding afterwards because people come in and they're like, wow, this looks so nice in here. And I'm like, thanks. It took a lot of work, but I did it myself. Did, do you, uh, <laughs> did you do a lot of the work yourself? I did. I did as much as I could by myself yeah. just because I didn't want to put a lot of extra money into labor. Mm -hmm. um, my grandfather was a contractor the majority of his life, but he has bad knees. And if he didn't have bad knees, he would have did the work for me. But... He's getting older now, so I definitely, yes, he is, was more than willing to come in and tell me what to do and how to do it. And then I told him politely to please leave because he was stressing me out. But once I got the gist of it, I did, was able to do a lot of it myself. And I, growing up, I would help him on his contracting jobs. So I knew I, a lot of different stuff. But. I always find like sometimes just working, like putting on some music and just chilling and just like yep. getting down and dirty and doing something. It's just relaxing. Yeah. Yes, and that's what I did. Like as soon as my husband got home from work, I'm like, okay, it's your turn with the with the little dude with the baby. So um, I'm leaving, and then he would have his little meltdown because he's very attached to mom. But I just go. Oh, I thought you meant Joey. No. Oh yeah, him too. <laughs> <laughs> he would have a meltdown too. <laughs> uh, so, but so um, okay. So, do you find because everything you're saying, which I again, this is the stuff I love because I love talking about like. I'm always fascinated how people start mm -hmm. their business and down to like you that are year in and I'm fascinated how like really like high level executives, founders like start their business. Mm -hmm. I just like, I just love the journey. Yep. And do you find that of all the stuff that you have done in the last year, like the amount of stuff you've learned how to do that like when you start talking about going to college and getting like an MBA and all these crazy things, mm -hmm. it's like go open a small business and run it for a year or two. Yep. You will learn more than you will ever learn, I think, as a college degree. And I think a lot of it is because it's real life application. Right. And I think a lot of it, you realize how hard it is and how stressful it is and how, you know, but you also realize like how much that like just a little taste of success is like, is addicting. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that overcoming or pushing through boundaries or pushing through barriers and being like, grow, grow and like, or expand or whatever, you, you know, you keep becoming a better person. Mm -hmm. I think for me, that's always been, it, it, it's like a drug. It's like a legal drug. It's like that adrenaline. It's like that, that, that feeling that you get, like you said, you put this building together, you had a vision, you put it together, you can physically see it now. We talked about that idea to something tangible. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of get that pride of like, shit, I pulled this off. Yep. Now it's like, okay, what's the next thing? And like, what's right. the next thing? And like, what more can I do? So do you find that you're now like a little bit more badass than you were a year ago? Yes. And I'm very good at finding deals online. I've, I've figured out <laughs> because like, um, 
the health department requires certain sinks and like that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So I had to do a lot of research and normally I'd be like, okay, I found one and just pick the first one. But I had to be a little more frugal because my budget was lower than most. So. But, but also you started talking about rules and regulations and that stuff. That too. you're like, okay, I'm doing this nutrition thing. And it's like, oh, here's the health department knocking. Yep. Like, oh crap. Now I have, all right. So I forgot there's some, you know, government stuff I got to deal with here. Yep. And then that's always something that's a learning curve. I think a lot of people myself included like i'm still learning stuff to this day of yep. like oh man i need to do this okay i need to do this and but, mm -hmm. but i think you know over time you realize there's people that one you can learn anything on the internet yeah i mean google or youtube anything i watch oh, yeah. so much youtube but a lot of like how to do stuff on youtube but then there's also benefit to building up your network of people mm -hmm. so you have people that you trust and then you can like i have accounting questions i have my accountant he's a great guy great dude super knowledgeable yep. i just ask him I'm, like, I'm not gonna waste my time i'm just mm -hmm. gonna ask you um because i know you know what you're doing and it's gonna take me forever to find out what i could just ask you and then you're also gonna follow it up with a bunch of other stuff that i wouldn't even have known to ask right. you know what i mean so it's like you find i think it's super valuable to have like a a, a group of people that are like your inner circle that are just people you trust and mm -hmm. and you know especially in the you said in the business field it's like yeah, finance you got um you know, accounting, you have, you know, legal, you have all mm -hmm. this stuff that you really need. And I think yep. it like kind of aligning yourself with like a group of Avengers kind of thing of like business Avengers that you can then look at. And they're the people that help you out too. And they're the ones that grow you. And, right. Um, have you found that you now being in a, you know, small business nutrition, do, have you aligned or have you reached out or talked to other business people in the community? Yes. So, um, one thing that I do to try to get more business in is I do tea drops and I try to do them to all the local businesses, kind of let them know that I'm there, give them samples. Mm -hmm. um, so a tea drop is just, um, I'll make smaller versions of our teas about usually 12 to 20 ounces, depending what cups I have extra of. Um, I'll make a bunch of them and then just drop a few at the different businesses, pop in, give them a business card, introduce myself, tell them where I am, what I'm about, and then give them the samples and they try it. And I don't usually try to do enough so like every person in the in the business gets one i just try to do like one or two and kind of creates hype mm -hmm. and then they're like oh what's that i want to try that where'd you get it and it kind of helps bring people in and introduce people to what i'm selling what products i have and what is available um because like my business card that i hand out um it has all my information my website and then on the back it says bring this card in to redeem a dollar off your first purchase and have a free wellness profile so that kind of starts the conversation of what their goals are what brought them in that kind of stuff do you find that it might be nerve are people nervous to come talk to you the first time yes and i assume that they're nervous because i'm very nervous going in bringing them teas and explaining what i'm doing um that's been a huge thing i've had to overcome within the last year um i don't like to do it but it helps and i need to get out of my comfort zone and talk to as many people as possible because if i'm not talking to them they don't know what i'm about or who i am mm -hmm. um so that's a big thing with the business and so, um, like, like you had just said, it, it, business, the best businesses in the world have relationships. Yes. I mean, they, there's a couple of things. I mean, you can talk like, you know, you can talk about brand, you can talk about relationships, yep. you can talk about, you know, track record or, or, or you know, your actual, mm -hmm. you know, how good you are at something. 
Um, but I think at the end of the day, the more people you know, the more I wouldn't say the amount of people, but the quality of people, right. you know, and that's where I think you, you know, you're definitely saying the right stuff. It's like it's nerve wracking to go talk to people. It is, and <laughs> you know, I can I can already tell. At least when you came in, you said you were nervous about coming on here. And mm-hmm. you're, you've been fine. Like I said, people, <laughs> um, you, you, you would be fine at it. But the idea is when you you start out, I, I guarantee if you look at yourself now, for two years from now, five years from now, a ten years from now, mm-hmm. you're, you will be totally different. You mm-hmm. know, And I think that you carry yourself different, but I think you become more confident because, you, you, because one, you have to know what you're talking about. And even right, right now, I think you probably know a lot of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you'll always pick up on stuff. Yep. But I think a lot of it is also proving to yourself that you know a lot of what you're talking about. Yes. I think there's always that thing in the back of your head. And, um, you know, I did this for, for real estate. It wasn't, I was probably in real estate for like five years or six years before I really had a moment where I'm like, you know what? I'm, I know what I'm doing now. Like, yep. And I think a lot of it was that self-belief I didn't have in myself because mm-hmm. I always doubted myself of like, yeah, you, I don't think you really know what you're doing. Like, learn it. Okay. You, you, but... There was finally a point where I remember sitting there and I was like, oh, I'm, no, I'm actually legit now. Yeah. And um, it wasn't a cocky thing, but it was more to myself. I almost like I could like pull back that curtain and be like, oh, no, no, you actually you're good. Like you proved right. to your, I proved to myself that I I could accept myself as being someone that was a, a subject expert in my field. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, something that if you haven't hit that yet, I think at some point you're going to do it and you'd be like, you know what, I'm, you know, I'm. Kelsey, man, people right. know me, and I'm I'm the, I'm the nutrition person or whatever, and then you start to build this, you know, and, and then that leads to opportunities, and right. I find that, you know, people that are, um, you know, successful, but but very, um, I would say successful, but uh, they ha- they have like that self belief, but they they carry themselves with like some confidence, mm-hmm. attract people that carry themselves with confidence, right? And then what happens is you just kind of keep building each other yep. up, so. Yes, and if you know my husband, he was always the talker and the social butterfly. He's so quiet, though, when he's Oh, saying. so, so quiet. <laughs> and I was always just the one standing behind him, like, okay, he knows everybody. We'll just let him talk. Yeah. So it kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone because I couldn't rely on him to do all the talking for me <laughs> anymore. Uh, uh, well, eventually you're going to get to the point where you're going to go to events, and they're going to be talking to you and be like, right. oh, by the way, this is my husband, Joey. Right, because everyone always knew me as Joey Reef's wife. And now, uh, actually, I was in a parking lot over the Durkee Street parking lot, mm-hmm. dropping off my friend's daughter to her. And um, my husband's old basketball coach was parked next to me. And he goes, Reef, you married to Joey? And I said, yes, that's me. And he goes, oh, okay, but you do the tease, right? And I was like, oh, you, you know me there for you me. So. How, uh, and shout out to Joey. He's, he's on um, Margaret Street. Yes, he is he, working at the bank right he's now. TD Bank, yep. Um, been there. I was going to say, does Joey own the bank yet? Oh, he acts like he owns the bank. <laughs> the bank will not run without Joey. Jo- Joey, no, he's, he's a good dude. I actually saw him the other day. He was crossing the, he was crossing the road. He must have yep. was running across, but he, was all, he had his blue suit on. So. Oh, yeah. Um, but do you find now that you are, um, people are starting to recognize you, maybe, maybe visual by your face, or maybe yep. just by name. Like you said, I, I haven't met you before, but I, right. knew, I knew of what you did, you know? Yep. And that's, you know, I think kind of when you had reached out, I'm like, yeah, I've, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I knew you were Joey's wife, but it wasn't, that was yeah. not the reason that I was like, you know, but, uh, I think, like you said, have you gotten to the point where people are you're starting to recognize you yes. and how does that feel when someone finally it's, says like, like that, I'm like, you do the tea, right? Like, yeah, 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 it's kind of weird, but I'm getting used to it. Um, so while, before I got cold, I would do walking groups and people, I would see people looking at me and pointing, oh, that's the tea girl. I'm like, yeah, 
that's me. <laughs> Stop on by. <laughs> yeah, and uh, a lot of that too, because you're gonna find as like in business, and I've spent a ton of time on social media and I've spent time, because the thing is people do business with who they know, like, and trust. Right. And that's true in any business that you do, mm-hmm. it's relationships. So when you say know, like, and trust, like number one, like social media or whatever you do, that you know, if you have the nutrition club and having people come in, well, actually, let's push that aside. Let's just say like social media and, and mm-hmm. marketing. That's so people know you. So yep. they know your name, they know your company, they know where you're located, all that jazz. As soon as they come in, so the know, like, and trust, they have to physically, typically they have to physically meet you. They might just like you because of your content. Right. But a lot of the times that, again, initiates the in-person. Mm-hmm. The in-person is when someone can then like you. So like you might just mean, hey, they're a nice person to talk to mm-hmm. or I enjoy their, their company or whatever the case might be. And then once you establish that relationship and go go deeper, then it becomes the trust factor where right. it's like, you know what, I know of Kelsey, I like her, she's got a cute shop, or you know, mm-hmm. drinks are good or whatever, but you know, then it's those those one on one talks. Like right. they just come in and stop in and then you talk about their kids or talk about their family or talk about the holiday or talk about, Hey, I saw oh my God, you just put new landscaping in the front yard, like that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Who who did you do it by yourself? And then you have these conversations and then it's like you know what? I'm really connecting with Kelsey. Right. Now it's like, let's take that next step or let's do, mm-hmm. or maybe it's just like, hey, it becomes a lifelong friend and then you have, right. you know, wine time or something. It's right. Really fun. And I try really hard to remember everyone's names too. Mm-hmm. Like some of my clients, they came in once and then they came in a month later for a second time. I'm like, oh, hey, Mark, how are you? You, you know my name? Like, you were just here a month ago. I, I try to remember your yeah. name. It, it just, it helps like being personable and getting to know people and well, back to a book. I think it is how to influence friends or how to win friends and influence people. Um, oh. Covey, Dale Covey, no, Dale Carnegie. So it's a book, another book you should read, but <laughs> it, one of the things in there is just said the sweetest sound to any person is the sound of their own name. Right. And that's the idea of like, you can say, I say it a lot too. Like I'll repeat people's names mm-hmm. if I don't know how to like recognize. Like right. just because it's one it reinforces memory. But mm-hmm. um, I find that faces you can recognize. You remember yes. faces? I yep. drove by a house today. I'm like, oh yeah, I sold that house. <laughs> and I'm like, I remember what they looked like. Couldn't remember their names. Right. But this was years ago. Was well, like, even with like actresses and actors, Joey's always trying to tell you, you know, so and so. I'm like, I don't know their names. I know their faces, but mm-hmm. I don't know their names. And it's, sometimes it's like that in real life. But I try to make it a point to remember, especially if it's someone coming in all the time. Yeah, and I, well, one of the perfect examples. Did you ever go to uh, Mr. Wu's down in? in oh yeah, sorry, I know wait, Mr. Wu. Yeah, Mr. Wu's legit. Like, oh yeah. So the thing is, you go to you go down there. That guy doesn't forget a name ever. Oh, I saw him at a store recently, and mm-hmm. he knew who I was. Yeah. <laughs> and it's incredible. And the thing is, so one time I was sitting in, and this wasn't long ago. This might have been like five, six years ago. And he had been out of business for a handful of years at mm-hmm. that point. And I remember seeing him and Mrs. Wu, and uh, they were walking through the mall. And he came up and tapped me on the shoulder and was like, get in. And I'm like... Mr. Wu, what's up? <laughs> and the crazy thing was, I mean, I hadn't seen him in person at his restaurant probably five or six years right. at that point. And so here it is, five to six years removed. I'm I'm not, at the time, I was like mid-20s. So mm-hmm. it's like, you got to think, like, from a, from the time I was like 18, 19, 20 to the time you're 25, you, you change your appearance, you right. know? And then he was sitting there, he's like, how's your sister? How's your mom? And yep. he, by name, not, not oh, like yeah. how's your sister. I was like, hey, how's Sagan doing? I'm like, good. He goes, is she still in Florida? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, this is... And it, but he's such an, and he's always been like that. Oh, I remember yeah. that when I was a kid. Was always. Like, uh, Mr. Wu was always, like you went in and it just felt like you were like going to someone's house, like a friend's house. Yep. And, but I think, you know, that's someone that I think he always understood. One, he has a fantastic memory, but yes. he always understood 
the value of bringing those relationships. Mm-hmm. You, you wouldn't just like you walk in, you would walk around and talk to you and the, yep. you know, the waitresses or the waiter would talk to you. And I think, you know, by establishing that and then seeing years later and him mm-hmm. still bringing it, then it's like, I only have a positive view of the man because of, 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 of you know, his, yep. just his ability to just make you, you know, talk to you, but you know, care about you enough to remember your name yep. years later, especially your, your immediate family. And then, yeah. You know, and he was yeah. always so giving too. I remember, mm-hmm. um, Chinese new year, he would always give me one of the masks that yes. were on the wall. <laughs> I had a bunch of those. Yep. <laughs> same. <laughs> Do you remember? God, this is so funny. This bring up memories. Remember the movie, um, was it three ninjas? Oh yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Like Tom, Tom or Tim, Tim, yep. like one of the kids and all the, <laughs> the three brothers and the grandfather was like Mr. Miyagi. Like, yep. I, and he was always teaching them like karate and then, mm-hmm. They, but they all had the colors and they paint the mask and they had like the mask dude wear. And I remember that was, that movie came out. Uh, was it Three Ninjas? I think I, it was right. I think so. I, I, could, I think I, it was Three Ninjas. And I just remember they would like, spray paint the faces and yep. all this. And um, it was like a cool movie. But then Mr. Wu ended up getting all the masks and they yep. had like the different designs on them. And mm-hmm. they're just like these like little, almost like por- uh, paper mache, yep. kind of like a little harder than that. Right. But, um, Mass and those things were so cool. They were, <laughs> and I remember we had those for a year. I bet you if I went to my parents' house, they'd be still somewhere. Oh, they're closet. probably in my grandmother's basement somewhere. <laughs> but there, so I wonder how many he had. But yeah, I gave them to all the kids. Yeah. And, um, and you always look forward to it. Like it, he did because Chinese New Year, I think, was always like February. I think it was always so. like a weird January, yep. February. It was always odd mm-hmm. time, but we'd like go in, especially if you went on New Year's uh, on Chinese New yes. Year's. It was like a big deal, and he had yep. all these extra things going on. I loved it. Mm-hmm. He was awesome. He was my favorite restaurant growing up. We would always go there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and even to this day, I would say that Chinese that Chinese food was my favorite growing up. I will say, though, if you have not been, China China uh, Cafe in the Mall, Teddy. Oh, they're very good. They're, they're right there. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's one. They've been around for forever, too. So. Mr. Wu's Soup will always be my favorite. I, the wonton. <laughs> yes. Mr. Wu's Soup and Egg Rolls, to me, was always like that was... You always got that first. Yep. And I was always a big fan of that. And I also loved his fried rice, but I'd always yes. take the, the uh, I would always take the, the spare rib sauce and I would and put it drizzle. on it. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Like it everybody was. knows the trick on, at, at Mr. Wu's. And um, so like, it, it's incredible because one, they made it like, from my memory, very fresh. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't anything. And like I said, then the Chan family in the mall, like those guys, same thing. And I had yep. Teddy on the podcast before. And just when you start really diving into those, you know, the pride they take in the food. Right. Like Teddy said, he goes, I'm not going to cheapen down the food. He goes, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'll work the crazy hours. I'll put the time in because I want to make sure that I'm putting out the absolute best, yep. most excellent product I can put out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to skip corners. I'm not going to cut corners. And I think, you know, when you look at someone like that, you just know they put so much into every, like you go get it. The food's incredible. And yep. the thing, and I've talked to him like, you know, did you guys ever want to leave the mall? Did you ever want to? And he goes, we never left them all. We don't offer delivery. We don't anything, but people come like DoorDash will come pick it up and bring it. Like people yeah. will come to our place and bring it. And I think, like I said, we talk about the product, like his product is so good. Mr. Wu's product was so good, especially mm-hmm. the relationship aspect. Yep. Like, That's why you went. It was like people, I mean, it wasn't even Mr. Wu's. It was, it was Hong uh, Wong Kong or uh, Wong Kong. Wong Kong. Wong Kong like or something. That. It was the yellow sign. The yep. same spot Yama is, but you I, like, I don't even remember the name of it. I don't it was know. just Mr. Wu. It was just Mr. Wu's. And every everybody time. called it, oh, you know Mr. Wu's. And it was just, it's funny how the name of the build, the company and the building wasn't even on the storefront. It wasn't, but that was what the locals were just like, yeah, it's Mr. Wu's shop. Yep. And then it was like, remember we used to cut, yeah, cut, cut out of school, but we'd have like half days at school and mm-hmm. we were old enough to drive. We just like, a bunch of us would just drive down to Mr. Wu's right. and have lunch. And that was like our thing was like, and I remember doing that for a couple of years. It was like, hey, half day, we're going to Mr. Wu's. Like, yep. And I don't know why that was, but it was so much fun. Um, so, 
back to um, anything else now with obviously nutrition and, and with, with the, the fitness kind of diving into maybe the future aspect of it. You talked a little bit about obviously trying to build up the company. Mm-hmm. Um, any, what's your future plans in regards to just weight loss or health or fitness or anything like that for you? Do you have, do you have a goal in mind or are you just more of like, hey, day by day, healthy lifestyle? Um, so I have a goal weight that I'm trying to get to. Um, I would like to lose another, what am I at right now? Another 60 pounds or so. Um, So that's my goal. That would be my pre-pregnancy weight um, that I'd like to get back to. Um, So um, trying to get to that and then um, just working at my business daily, trying to make it the best that it can be, Um, keep growing my relationships. um, And I've been doing that through offering different events. And I'll keep offering different events like we do. My version of Paint and Sip is Paint and Shake once a a month. Um, And then I started incorporating a kid's one so the kids can come paint. And then um, we're doing Shakes with Santa next next month um and another craft day and it's just a lot of fun having people come in and seeing them have fun there have you ever done like a kids fitness class i haven't i want to but um, maybe when your son's a little bit older maybe when he's older when he can participate um i would really like to do that um just to even just for the whole community adults and kids all together because we have that wonderful park right down the road and all sorts of space there well i think introducing people to like fitness because it's it's one it's tough because i think a lot of people do you play sports in school i didn't oh you didn't okay so um a lot of people like grow up and they play sports and then you get out of sports and you just kind of like you lose typically people worked out Mm -hmm. back in the day through sports because you had a goal i wanted to play sport i wanted you know and then once you you get out of competitive sports and it's kind of like i'm missing like I want to be healthy, but I just don't like working out to work out. Yep. So then you got to find a reason to work out or want to yep. work out. And that just might be accountability with friends and, mm-hmm. and someone to keep you going. Cause like you said, one day you're sitting on the, ta- on the couch, couch potato. Another day you look in the mirror and you're just like, screw this. Like yep. I'm going to, I'm just now going to like flip the, uh, flip the switch and be yep. a better version of myself. And I think, you know, for a lot of people, it's tough to do that. And then I think a lot of it is they just are scared and they need the nudge and, yep. and people, you're gonna be scared at any age. Like you're gonna have a fifty year old that might come to you and be scared to death, and yep. you're like, "Hey, like, I was twenty seven when it happened to me, and you're fifty seven, but hey, we're on the same journey. Let's do it, and let's right. be buddies, and let's make this thing happen." And I think, you know, the strength in numbers we talked about it yes. earlier. It's like I think you need that. You need mentors. You need mm-hmm. you need mentees. You need accountability partners. You yep. need your family and friends. You need your outlets, and like, you know, life's very complicated, and especially when you t- you throw in a um, a business which is like a living, breathing organism, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it, it's it's crazy what it comes with. Um, but that also makes you work harder and strive. And especially if you said you get a you, you add a, a, a child to the mix that yep. adds a whole other layer of completely changes things. Do you find that when you had your son, that something in your body just just happened where it was like, okay, I'm a mom now. Or maybe when you got pregnant during the pregnancy, it's probably different for, for females because um, you so carry a baby. So pregnancy, it honestly didn't click until he was here. You were holding him? Yep. Um, that's when it all just kind of like changed and you know, yeah. like different aspect on like view on life and all of that. And it's as soon as you see them, you're just like so full of love and you want to nurture them and protect them, but see them succeed too. So. Yeah. I, I remember holding, so our first, my first kid was my son. So mm-hmm. I remember holding him. And 
clear as day it was like this like it was almost like something as soon as i like held uh my oldest and i like looked down at him it was almost like something was just like clicked it was almost like a gear was just turned Mm -hmm. internally where it's like oh i'm a dad now this is my child my son and now it's like you're whatever that it was like something in my in myself that I didn't even know was in my body mm-hmm. or in my being. And all of a sudden by having a kid, it just like unlocked this extra yep. superpower that you had. And then you're like, all right, I'm a dad. And now I'm, I remember sitting there thinking like, I'm a hundred percent responsible for this living organism, yep. you know? And at that point it was like, it all like kind of hit you like, Oh, and then it was at the same time. It's crazy to think that you can love something so much you literally have just put it in your hands. Right. Like you love that thing as much as you love your parents, like yeah. and it, or your or your spouse or whatever, and it's literally you've had them in your hands for seconds. Yeah. And it's so it's I don't know, it's it's you can't replicate it. Mm-hmm. I think parents you can. Parents are like yeah I know what you mean. People yeah. that don't have kids are like yeah I kind of I'm like you don't know what you, you mean. You gotta know. have to actually have the kid. Yeah. yeah. But it's uh no it's 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 pretty cool. So, um, Kelsey, anything else? I guess if you want to kind of let people know about, you know, where they can find you, kind of maybe upcoming events or... Yeah, so um, I'm at 69 Lake Street in Rouses Point. Um, I'll have, there's a big flag with my logo out front. You can't miss it um, unless it's really windy and then sometimes you can't <laughs> see it very well. Um, so um, I have a vendor event coming up, so kind of like a sip and shop so you can come grab some drinks and check out all the different vendors i think i have about 12 vendors signed up right now Mm -hmm. um from tastefully simple to lemongrass to mary Kay, all kinds of different stuffs homemade crafts so it's just like a little shopping shopping get together Mm -hmm. um the last Sunday of this month. The, the uh, uh, Small Business Saturday? Um, I'm doing that too, but it's... Is that different? It's a different day. Okay. Yeah, it's a Sunday. Um, so I think the 28th, it might be that day. Um, from 12 to 4, um, we'll be set up, and you can just come and shop and check things out. And then we have Shakes with Santa coming up on December 5th, and that will be at 1 Um I'll have shake and tea samples out for people who have never tried them before. You can try them. Um, Santa will be there for photo ops. And then I'll have some crafts set up for the kids as well to do. And your best place to follow everything you do is on Facebook? Yes. Everything is on my business page on Facebook. Which is called? Under One Reef Nutrition, LLC. And Reef, R-E-I-F. Yes. Um, so, Kelsey, this was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed picking your brain. I love people that start off stuff. But, like, again, I like asking like how did you start why did you start what's mm-hmm. your goals like you know what what have you learned and i think you know i, I get i get as much out of it i think as you know obviously a conversation but i always like pulling stuff away because i always uh, i learned something from everybody so mm-hmm. like i said even someone's brand new you still kind of brings back to the basics of like yeah that's right and like things you can think about so yeah uh, well kelsey i appreciate you coming on i wish you you know all all the the, the, the good vibes in the world and success in the world and I think you know like I said I think you're proactive and you want to do it and I think you're uh, you know your action back up what you what you're saying which is mm-hmm. which is like I said um, also very cool to see because a lot of people don't um, I think words are easy actions are hard and I think you're yes. the one that's backing it up with full action so um, but yeah if you guys can reach out um, under one reef on Facebook um, Kelsey reef thank you so much thank and you that is episode 171 of the Galen Trombley show. Thanks for listening to The Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N. 
T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.